Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. We go into this episode of the Ever Black Podcast. We just need to give a shout out to our show supporters, the occult clothing brand Electric, which love amazing apparel from shirts to hoodies to hats to beanies, dresses, and more. Check out their full range at electricwitch.com.au and put in the code EVERBLACK for 20% off your order. Also, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the Ever Black Podcast on Spotify and iTunes podcast streams and see all our video interviews on the Ever Black YouTube channel. You can also read all our articles and reviews at everblack.com.au all right on with the show yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man uh but uh juliet my name's nev it's it's absolutely uh an honor to have you on my show today uh you know i'm very very excited about this movie um a place among the dead which uh is is it's described as a revealing and terrifying exploration of uh, our fascination with vampires but i feel like there's a lot more going on with this thing under the surface that the trailer doesn't really i mean it alludes to but man this thing's got layers and i can i can see it how far does this rabbit hole really go because i'm excited Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Um, You know, the movie explores the repercussions of growing up under the sway of narcissism and evil. And uh, uh, my husband, Deverell Weeks, and I co-wrote and co-produced the movie. And we really wanted to make a movie that we hadn't seen before and tackle something that hasn't been covered in films and, and really isn't talked about in society as a whole, but is really the most important issue of our time. And, and, and we are starting to talk about it and we are yearning uh, for this. If, if you type in the word narcissism into Google, the numbers are staggering. There are 9,120,000 YouTube videos on the subject. There are 70,400,000 Google results. And when you type in uh, psychological abuse, there are 188 million Google results. Uh, So, you know, we're, of course, getting at this through art and entertainment. I I think it's super important. Really, really important what you guys are doing with that. It's, and is it a hard thing that you, to tackle? I mean, when you... When you, when you started to approach the subject, where did you even start? Obviously. Yeah, you know, we, um, you know, Dev and I, uh, Dev is my husband's, uh, it's Devril, but I call him Dev. And, uh, you know, we both come from this kind of background and thought like, okay, how, how should we best tell this? And we thought that the best way of doing that is, is, was to make the movie searingly personal. Yes. Uh, you know, as they say, the more personal, the more universal. Uh, um, and we really wanted to invite the viewer to become the participant. And we wanted it to be an emotional and a visceral experience. Um, you know, the whole point was to make an entertaining movie, uh, but also to give voice to what has affected many and to open up a dialogue. And that's exactly what's been happening. We've been doing these screening events and we're talking uh, today, we're 
we're going to be talking about the the, the one uh, that we're doing with uh, Supernova, with Australian partner, and it's just been so profound in, in terms of uh, the interactive audience zooms have been going on for four hours, and it's just been really powerful. I, I guess for the people that have been joining in on those chats, uh, has that been? It, people sharing their personal stories with you and things like that. It must be. It has. It's been, I think, because of the nature of the movie, and it is the reason we sort of used our, 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 our joint sort of story. You know, I play an mm. alter ego version of myself, as does Gary Oldman, Ron Perlman, Robert Patrick, Lance Henriksen, Joss Whedon, and best-selling author Anne Rice appearing for the first time ever in a movie. Incredible. And the movie is completely scripted, but it is a meld of fact fiction and the fantastical. And I think because of how, uh, it was interesting. I talked to a journalist last week of a major publication and she said, and I've talked to her throughout the years from way before Buffy, during Buffy, we've done a lot of interviews. And she said, I was so excited to um, talk to you about this movie because the way that it's crafted, I felt like you were speaking directly to me, like, in this way that wasn't like even to the rest of the audience, like literally just to me. And it made me reflect on my own life. And she shared something with me about her own history and having been sexually molested um, uh, as a, a pre-teenager, uh, which I never knew before. And we started talking about the whole thing of, you know, coming through trauma and how, you know, the warrior, the warrior in her that has crafted this incredible life and very successful life. And, and how, how do we do that? It, 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 my character, my alter ego in the movie is, is making a lot of destructive choices. Uh, hopefully I'm not doing that in my own life anymore, but I did. Um, and, and, you know, uh, we really wanted to look at that idea that, you know, if you let your past run the show, you'll keep recreating it. That's, it seems that also that the subject uh, of narcissism, it, it, it seems like it's really popping up in the media at the moment with, um, especially with celebrities, some certain celebrities being um, brought, things being brought to light, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um you know, it what's what's <laughs> one of the things that I was just going to say and that it, uh, that you made me think of is in the talk bags, um, you know, the, the, whether it is someone's, you know, familial, we're looking at family, uh, but it also can, whether it's a, a spouse or an ex-boyfriend or an ex-girlfriend or a friend or a co-worker or a boss or our world leaders, uh, we it almost comes out when we're talking where people say, oh my gosh, it sounds like we are describing one person because yes. the traits are so much the same. And we have been seeing an escalation, cruelty and bad behavior and narcissism in our society. And people are saying, I don't, I don't want that. Yeah. Um, and what's incredible is that these conversations that people talk about the movie and then they share their own stories and then they talk again about the movie and then they say, Oh, this part, and this is the part that resonated for me. And, um, and, you know, and it really was our intention in making the movie was to be having these conversations. That's it's super important. And I really, uh, I, I'm blown away by that. I, I didn't, I'll be honest. I didn't know what to expect in regards to, where this movie was going to be going. But as I said, I had that feeling that there's so many layers to this thing and it's yeah. so well thought out and so heartfelt. I think it's going to help a lot of people. 
And I think that, oh, mate, I'm blown away. We've already, amazing. I have to say the thing that you're saying is like, we've already, the, the response that we've been getting on social media and people writing emails yeah. to our production company and stuff has literally been like, this is, was life-saving for me or, oh my gosh, um, I get, have just gotten out of a, I, I got out of a relationship three years ago uh, and I'm only just now getting a, a sense of myself and I didn't know what that was. And I now recognize this or, oh my gosh, I've never talked about this before, but, or, um, I mean, it's just been, we had um, a, a gal whose fiance uh, committed suicide. And she said, you know, his mother was a narcissist uh, and it was narcissistic abuse. And she said, you know, the thing with the movie is it made me understand him and it gave me peace from that experience. I understand this now. And then people that don't come from this have yeah. been saying that it really made them reflect on their own parenting and their own like what, because we really also look at the sort of agreements we all make with our parents and how those become the thoughts in our minds and become the voices in our heads, our inner monologue, uh, and, and can often lead to destructive choices and destruction if it's not, if it's not healthy. Um, And so that's been a whole other interesting thing too. And it turns out if you look at at studies um, that even people that come from the most stable and loving backgrounds, uh, 80% of the thoughts in all of our minds are negative, which is astounding. People are very derisive and, Mm. and nasty to themselves in their own minds. And the internet doesn't help that either. Mm-mm. Like this, <laughs> it just goes no. round and round and round and round. Right. It's yeah. Uh, it's 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 just crazy. But uh, you know, as you said, I really hope that you know more and more people see this movie and and get that positive message and help from it. I mean, that's that's incredible. And but how how was it turning the camera on yourself? I mean, that's that. I mean, you've got all these different tasks putting this thing together, but then you've got to focus and and put your own performance into it. I mean, how was that? You know, it was definitely a lot of work because we raised the financing, we did all the uh, pre-production, we co-produced, we co-wrote. Um, then, you know, I was, uh, it's an interesting changing between being subjective and objective in terms of being a director and then being uh, an actor. And so you're constantly flipping between the two. Yeah. Uh, and especially with the nature of the movie where it's very much a roller coaster ride of uh, an, an emotional roller coaster ride. Um, but it was, I actually ended up, I really loved it. It's, it's, it's amazing to have, and you're a filmmaker as well, right? I'm a musician. You're a musician. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, awesome. So what, and, and what, um, and do you write, you write stuff from scratch and as well? Like, yeah. So the, the whole process of like, you know, having an idea and it's sort of coming from you and then seeing it all the way to the, the fruition when you've recorded a song, there is some, nothing really like that. Right. No, that's it. That's it. But there's also, there's that, that little little moment between finishing and then other people hearing it, mm. like this, this you're in the void, and then you just oh the people are gonna dig it or they're gonna, either, right. you know you're like it's it's like waiting for Christmas and then it drops and then you get that 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 feedback and it's like boom you get that rush of adrenaline and and it's nothing like it you're absolutely right there it's the best yeah. Thing it- 
It's funny when you're describing that because there is that, that that stuff to that moment in that limbo. Or, and same with, with a film, it's such a long process. So you have all that time in the edit bay where you're yeah. going, well, I think this is working. And, you know, and uh, and then uh, that time period where it finally is is born and it's your your baby coming out into the world. But I mean, it's it's getting out there now. I mean, all these screenings and stuff. Like how? I mean, when when was the first screening? Well, it's been incredible. We uh, our distributor is Modern Films, yeah. and they are an amazing company. They're uh, have incredible taste. They just released Werner Herzog's last film, and also Viggo Mortensen's directorial debut. Wow. Um, they uh, uh, have been one of the things that why we partnered with them is they like to do special events and um we came in with ideas of partners and like supernova and they said oh my god that's amazing and so we have did our first one we actually did it with new york comic-con and matt cosmetics uh we brought to the table and thought that that would be an interesting uh premiere so we did that as a premiere and the thing that's been so amazing is that we can gather everyone from all over the world can gather watch a movie at once and then talk about it. And it, it is especially right now to be able to have that community and connection and talking about things that are important and make uh, your life better. Uh, it's, it's, it's a, a really um, um, offset some of everything else that's going on in the world. And I guess you get to um, enjoy the, that premiere over and over again with people, you know, joining in on the, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. all, you know, it, one big cinema. Right. No, it's been exactly. That's the thing that's so incredible. And in fact, we extended this window of the distribution because of the success and the demand of these screenings. Uh, we have so many people have come to every single one. They're actually calling themselves the a place among the deadheads, like the Grateful Dead. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, so that's been amazing. And, um, um, you know, uh, and then we will be opening worldwide and then, you know, going on to the streamers and we're doing all of that. But we really wanted this part of having the interaction interactive element and getting to talk with people and getting to hear pe people's stories. And, you know, we did a, an event uh, right near Christmas and we thought what, you know, a lot of people deal with this in families over the holidays. Uh, let's see if people show up. And it was packed. I mean, we, it was like, insane from all over the world and many people actually ended up writing us afterwards and saying look I'd never thought about it but I decided not to be with my family this this holiday even virtually like these the, they're toxic people and I never thought that that was an option for me and that it isn't an option for everybody but it's good to know um if 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 it's really unhealthy that you know it's okay. You can have a, you know, better life by not interacting with certain people if you don't have to. And if that's your choice. How does it feel putting out that powerful message and helping people in that way? It, there's nothing like it. I mean, yeah. I'll get all like emotional talking about it. I mean, we've mm. been also working with such incredible people. There's um, Dr. Romney is the premier expert on narcissistic personality disorder and narcissistic abuse. She's a psychologist and author. Each one of her videos gets 400,000 to a million views. Um, she has been really championing the film and said that, you know, we're doing through art and entertainment, what she's is doing through academia. Um, 
we've had uh, uh, tomorrow, we're actually doing a podcast with a USC psychology professor uh, that came and saw the film. We did, we've done a, a few educational screenings. A, a high school teacher came to the film twice. She brought the um, department head, the, uh, the, the head of the school board mm-hmm. and her son, they loved the movie. She got permission from her, the, uh, the, the department head to, to do, and we did a special screening with, um, with these high school students. And it was just so profound. And, you know, Dev and I say, if we'd seen a movie when we were that age, it could have changed the course and journey of our lives. That's incredible. That's, mate, both of you guys are doing her, her, uh, the, that school, we were just, we were like, we want to go to high school because it looks like the most amazing um, uh, school and, and the kids were so engaged and yeah. so uh, it was incredible. And the high school counselor, Hector was there and everything that they said, it was just, it was just wonderful. That, that is, that is awesome. That is so good. Um, but we, you've got all these, these people like uh, Gary Oldman, uh, Ron Perlman, Robert Patrick, Lance Hendrickson, mate. <laughs> These guys are like heroes of mine and you've got them all in the one, um, one film. Like how, how did you get all these guys in for, for their roles? I mean, this is incredible. They are amazing humans as well as, uh, you know, brilliant talents, all of them. Um, it was a really serendipitous experience. Not one person that we reached out to said no. Um, and I think that they really believed in the message of the movie and the vision I had for it. Um, Dev and I sort of have done everything on this movie very outside of the box. Uh, uh, and it's actually worked really well. The movie itself is outside of the box. What we're talking about uh, is outside of the box. And actually, it's really in the box, but it's to be talking about it is outside of the box. Um, and so um, we drove, just wrote wrote and approached people. The very first person I wrote to was a cold email I wrote to Anne Rice. And she uh, we had a phone call and she said yes. And the same thing with um, uh, uh, Gary Oldman was the next person. And I had worked with Gary a number of times, as had my husband. So, Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. We, you know, sent him the, the material and he said yes. And it went on from there. Um, I actually uh, work out at the same gym as Ron Perlman. So I approached Ron at the gym and it was funny because I said, I'm about to do something that, you know, I, I, I never do. I'm about to accost you at the gym. And he said, I've been waiting years for you to accost me at the gym. <laughs> and so, uh, so it was great. And it was funny because when I told him who was in the movie, he goes, yeah, but they're all unknowns. I don't know if I could do this movie so and then Lance I just wrote his manager and um and she uh and and it turned now I'm I've since that interaction because I loved her so much she's my manager and uh and Lance uh came came aboard and when we did um uh you know they they've been so so present in terms of uh promoting the film as well so good 
like it's such a special project. And the one thing that seems to tie them all together is they've all been in in vampire films. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. that I think that's really cool. Cause for me, like talking about Gary Oldman, when mm. I was, I think it was about eleven. I went and saw opening weekend. I went and saw Bram Stoker's Dracula. And oh, at eleven! Wow, cool. Man, I was so obsessed with that movie. Like, I think it was just incredible. And then obviously there was other ones like Monster Squad, and you know the, the vampire thing. When when you're that age is is pretty cool. Yeah, um, and Bram Stoker's Dracula. That's pretty cool to see that in the movie at eleven and movie theater at eleven years old because it was so operatic in terms yeah. of the way the sets and that makeup when he's the old man and he's so wonderful in it. Oh, and the uh, the armor was a thing that got me. Oh like, yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, so metal. yeah, all of that. <laughs> yeah, it was really all of the, the 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 costume design was so incredible in that movie. Oh mate, mate, it's one of my fondest memories. But do you have a memory of a mo- like a, a a vampire that that really sort of sticks to your you know memory? It's interesting. I mean, there's so many good vampire movies. I think the 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 main reason that I sort of used it for for this movie was first of all to 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 make an entertaining movie. If you actually Google vampires, there are 278 million Google results. So obviously it's a genre people people really like and it's a billion dollar industry, uh, vampires, believe it or not. Um, but I also wanted to do what you said, which is to tie in my history and all of the other actors' histories and to lull the audience into a sense of safety using a genre that they're comfortable with to talk about unsafe, uncomfortable, radical ideas. And lastly, and and, and very importantly, is uh, I thought that the vampire was the perfect metaphor for the ultimate narcissist. It's a being that drains all for its its own needs uh, and its own survival with, with no concern for its prey. Uh, it's, uh, you know, if you're not talking about familial narcissism, you know, it, where you don't have a choice, often you invite those people, you invite narcissistic people into your, into your uh, life. And they're often very charismatic and, and have people under their thrall. Uh, narcissists don't change. Um, vampires don't change. They have, narcissists have no ability to self-reflect. Vampires cannot see their own reflection. Um, it just seemed like the perfect way to sort of uh, uh, investigate what we wanted to look at. You guys have put so much thought into this thing, hey. Like, that's incredible. Like, hearing that, like, wow, that's amazing. That is, I mean, I knew it. I knew that this movie, there was something really quite special. I'm so excited to actually see it and sit down and, and watch it with everybody. Oh, of course, I mean, Buffy, I have to ask about Buffy. Like, that was such a massive cultural impact. And, and you're, you know, you as Drusilla, that, that's some iconic stuff. I mean, people still talk about it and watch it to this day. Like, it just, oh, and you had your own action figure as well. I mean, have you, I did, yeah. have you got one? You know, it's funny. I, 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 they actually, they gave me a couple. And I, I also, by the way, did a, um, a thing for, uh, I was the voice in Bioshock. So I have, I have a few different action figures, which is pretty cool. Also, um, I was a character named Tala, uh, voiced uh, Tala in the Justice League That's Unlimited nice. series. And so I have a few different little 
versions of myself, <laughs> which is kind of a, a trippy thing. That is pretty cool. I mean, have you got them up on a, on a shelf or somewhere? I mean, obviously you can see my little, I don't know. Whatever. I love what you have. I'm, I'm like the opposite. I'm not a collector. So it's actually funny. My husband's always like, oh, I can't look. For instance, they offered me some of the Buffy wardrobe. And I said, oh, well, well what would I ever do with that? Why would I need to keep it? So I, I didn't take it. Uh, the only reason I have the action figures is because uh, Fox sent them to me. Like each of the times I've done the job, but they've been sent to me. And then by that point, my husband was like, you are keeping this. <laughs> like, <laughs> we, you need to listen to me and we're keeping these. So... He sounds so, uh, like a really cool guy. Yeah, he is. He's really awesome. Yeah. And I love all that you've got there. What's your what would you say is your favorite your favorite piece or is it hard to pick pick it's one? Very hard to pick. This whole room is a mishmash of all different kinds of stuff from like 80s and 90s and and uh, I got Mandalorian and stuff like that too, but it's all uh I love it so much. Like this whole Yeah, that's another thing about Buffy is a lot of a lot of uh, actors cut their teeth on that in little guest roles, and now they're all gone up. Like Pedro is now the Mandalorian. He was in yeah. Early also, you know, Amy Adams did an episode of Buffy, and Jeremy Renner. That's it. Yeah. It's like, man, makes me want to go back and and watch watch it from the start and and pick everybody out. I mean, it's it's such a special thing. It's fun. It really, you know, I was just talking with David Greenwald, who was the co-creator of Angel, and also he co-created um, uh, NBC's uh, ABC Grimm, NBC, NBC's Grimm. Uh, and uh, David is actually going to come on the Supernova Day. We're going to be doing some meet and greets as well. So some of the people, besides the people in the film, some of the champions of the film, and 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 uh, people who have uh, been really supporting us, like David Greenwald, like Julie Benz, who played Darla on uh, Buffy, like Kristen Bauer Van Stratton, who played. Uh, Pam on True Blood, they're all going to uh, be there for the meet and greets. But David Greenwald was saying for, he actually recently just watched all of Buffy and all of Angel uh, sequentially and uh, was saying it was w- fun for him to, to, to revisit and see how much they, the, you know, this, this, how timely it still is. I, it's, I've got a lot of friends down here who are massive, massive Buffy fans. And oh, that's cool. Shout out to the Ralstons. Um, but you know, it, as I said, like it made such a massive cultural impact, especially, you know, uh, for, for girls, you know, yeah. like, it was a hero for the, for the girls to, you know, to strong, to powerful. Up. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was, it, it's, it's wonderful in that way. And all of the, all the female roles in it too, are, are, are just so rich. Oh. All of them, it, not not just the the central Buffy character, which is such a, a wonderful role model. Yeah, I mean, you were fantastic. Every t- episode oh, that you pop up, I'd be unstable. Like, are you there? Oh yeah, I think it's. Well, we are down under here. We're like, right, last end of the world, really. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <Aww. laughs> we're like right down here. I'm like, I think you you're up there somewhere really so that's probably why it's chopping out a little bit okay well at least we've done pretty good till now so (laughs) that's it hey do you think that you know obviously reboots and things like that like how do you think that that would translate now that buffy 
I think it would. You know, Buffy's been um, uh, trending again during COVID. People have been watching and, and revisiting it. And the thing with Buffy was it was a show that people watched and then they've watched it with their kids and now they're watching it with their grandkids. Um, uh, and not all shows can you do that with. They're either too racy or they yeah. don't hold up or, you know. Um, so I and I always think that, you know, coming of age and the idea of high school as a nightmare, which is, you know, the sort of intrinsic metaphor of the of the show is definitely something that is is timeless and you know something about i've noticed about your your career is that you've you've played a lot of darker characters it seems like you you know what i mean it's you're drawn to that that those darker roles those meaty roles um is that something that you really seek out you know, I, I've played a mix of roles, but I think um, often if, if, if people have seen you in something and they know that you can go there and they're looking for a particular type of thing, then you'll get offered something that's, you know, has some of that, that same thing. But I've done a tremendous amount of theater, uh, voiceover, um, uh, television. Like I just was actually recurring on um, uh, TNT's show Claws and that character is very different and very uh and then uh last season uh, before this one I was recurring on uh Amazon show Bosch um although she was a dark character but I've gotten a chance to do a lot of different stuff and 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 um one of the projects that we're working on now and putting together uh it's 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 a comedy and it's fun and light and funny. So, um, so it'll be nice, uh, you know, to be doing, doing that stuff for a while too. Do you find that, you know, some actors will say that their, their characters sort of follow them home? You know what I mean? Do you have to kind of shake them off a little bit? I think, I mean, with Drew, I was able to sort of leave Drew, thankfully, I think for my husband, uh, <laughs> Uh, would would be grateful for that. Although we weren't together at the time, so but uh, but at least I'm I'm not sort of drew Drewish off, you know, away from set. But sometimes it depends if something is really dark and painful. I mean, I I did a production of Streetcar Named Desire playing Blanche, and it's uh, there is a lot of humor actually in that play. But it's the the trajectory of the character. It's just so painful. She literally gets raped and then carted off to the mental institution at the end of the play. Um, there are certain times where you sort of have to go, okay, I'm leaving that behind now. I'm leaving the theater. Uh, there's another play I did called Danny in the Deep Blue Sea, which again had a lot of humor, but was, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, the character was in a lot of pain. And so there would be a moment where it was like, okay, leaving that and, and, and going, going home now. Wow. Because I mean, where, where you guys as actors that realm that you play in, you know, you, it's, it's not like just getting up in, I, I think there's a, there has to be a very strong emotional connection to be able to bring that out in the character. So I've always, that's always fascinated me how that process sort of works for people, you know, getting themselves out of that headspace. Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes it's sort of a, it's your job as an actor technically to get into that headspace and then it's your job as an actor especially if you want to have a healthy life to get out of that headspace um, and that's part of this thing of you know learning sort of technique of what to do but there there's certain things like uh on on the uh 
play, the Danny and the Deep Blue Sea play, my husband actually would come every night because he loved how the show varied night to night. And we ended up running for six months. We were supposed to run for six weeks, but we were sold out. We were critics pick in the LA Times and like every 12 out of 12, you know, uh, publications in Los Angeles, like raves. And Los Angeles is not a theater town, but we were booked and we had to add seats every night. And it was just this incredible experience. Um, but I would be weeping at the end of the show every night and, and Dev would come backstage and like he would hug me in the minute. I'd be like, OK, letting that go now till tomorrow night. Um, so, you know, what, whatever way people have different rituals and different things to, to do um, when it's harder sometimes is when you're doing a very long shoot. Like, you know, you hear about the shining, like the Kubrick thing yeah. with Shelley, you know, Duvall and that she was uh, I worked with the sound designer on Ed uh, sound mixer on set uh, had worked on The Shining. Um, and uh, when I was working on Ed Wood, he told me that he was, it was crazy because they did like, uh, like 200 takes of those intensely, intensely, you know, over the moon emotional scenes. And often they, in the film, they ended, he ended up, Kubrick ended up using the first or second take. But <laughs> he had Shelley Duvall like going over and over and over. And there is a point where you're like, oh, does she need to keep doing that for 16 hours a day for six months? Like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, oh, right. but it, it's brilliant. It's a brilliant movie. So obviously, you know, he, it, it all, it all uh, was, was incredible, but uh but yeah, that that sometimes that when you're shooting, it can get where you're just like, okay, can we schedule something in between this a little bit for the next few days or something? I want to do something different. Come on, man, I've done this take. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, it's also cool because when you're in an emotional state, the thing that's interesting is that you know each take is different and fulsome and whatever. So there's something like I love actually doing a lot of takes. It's one of the things I loved working with yeah. Tim Burton because Tim Burton, it's almost like you get that thing of rehearsing on camera. Um, so it's a, a really wonderful thing if you have you know I have a theater background and I I, I love that. So that would have been incredible working with Tim. Yeah, mate. Like, yeah, it was it was literally like almost obscenely fun to go to work because it was it, contagious in terms of his also enthusiasm on Ed Wood. Ed Wood was a movie that was his sort of love letter to filmmaking. And so I think it was a real passion project to him uh, for him. And um, so, yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. I love that movie so much. So, so much. It's like, awesome. I don't know. Uh, it's yeah. What a, what a career you've had, mate such an incredible career and it, and it's just Aww. more and more ex exciting things on the way. But one thing I was going to ask is, I mean, hopefully when everything sort of hopefully goes back to normal, can we see you down here in person? I mean, it's, it's. Yes, I would love, I cannot wait. I loved Australia. My husband, and I just loved it. So I knew we knew we were going to love it, but we didn't know to the extent. And we've so far, we've been to Sydney. We've been to Melbourne, uh, Perth, um, I, I got to go to Phillip Island and see the little penguins. That was just an unbelievable experience. And we just loved it so much. Like everything about it is beautiful. It was beautiful everywhere we went. Wait till you see the Gold Coast, mate. Oh my gosh. I know. I've, I've seen pictures. I can't wait to see it in person. It's awesome. Like I'm, gonna say, I'm pretty lucky. You always want to be where you're not. You know what I mean? Right. You always get that. Oh, it'd be so. But mate, I, I, I got to say, like I drive to work. And, uh, you know, I've got the ocean that, that way. I forgot which direction is which here. But, uh, you know, and then the mountains on that side. And, uh, 
Mate, it's yeah, it's pretty good. I think you'll love it. You guys won't want to leave. You'll just be like, we're just going to relocate here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think we might. It's funny. We, you know, uh, we had that when uh, the few times that we've been also to Hawaii, I don't know if you've ever been to Hawaii. It's so beautiful. And, and when you're leaving, you're like, why, why are we going back? (laughs) Why are we not staying here? And we had that same thing uh, in terms of Australia. Oh, mate. I can't wait to see what, what you see when you drive to work, the way you painted the picture. I just, I'm like, Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Well, there's, there's certain points, you know, yeah. Like there's in between when you like uh, white knuckle grabbing the steering wheel, screaming at traffic. But then when you get right. back, it's okay. Of course. You know. Road rage, right. <laughs> <laughs> be like, oh, you know, turn up the music a little louder. Um, but we would absolutely love to see you guys down here, uh, you know. But in the meantime, tickets are on sale right now for the special online screening and uh, A Place Among the Dead, mate. It's going to be incredible. Um, all the sales, sales links will be down here. You, you guys stay safe over there. And it's been an absolute pleasure hanging out with you. It has been so fun. This actually, it just flew by talking to you. So I had the best time. Oh, that means a lot. Yeah. Thank you. I Mate. did. And I'm looking forward to seeing you on the 13th. So uh- planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 